one of the things that you guys do also is teach law enforcement uh, these particular types of tactics, um, not just you know weapons retention, but you know using other means to control a combative subject outside of lethal force or you know a taser or a baton or you know OC pepper spray. Um, using body mechanics and locks and holds, probably staying away from chokes um, is for the most part. For yes. the most part, but um, from what I understand, you guys have been working with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department uh, in Montgomery County, Texas, and then the Montgomery County uh, Constable's Office precinct. Yes, precinct three with Ryan. Uh, tell us a little bit about those programs that you offer to law enforcement officers. We were training. Uh, Ryan Gable's guys, they were coming in every week weekend or uh, weekday, Thursdays from two to four. We were bringing them in, they were training with us. Uh, we started training package November 13th with Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. We're gonna work on takedown procedures and cuffing procedures, takedown and cuffing procedures. Um, and what we wanted to do, what we wanna do is we wanna give them confidence back. We're tired of seeing law enforcement officers getting double-legged on the side of the road, beaten up, weapon taken, uh, so what we want to do is we want to give them confidence again to get that takedown, to subdue that suspect. So how many times have we watch the news and you see, you know, four or five law enforcement officers sitting around and they're, you know, they're kicking a guy because they can't get him stopped, right? Yeah. Um, or they're going to their tools really quick, yeah. right? Or they don't have time to get to the tools because they're writing out a ticket. And the next thing you know, the guy's shooting in for a double on them. You know, they never have time to get to their weapon. So we want to give them that confidence back in their hands and their their physical ability to actually stop somebody. And the only way to do that is to get in there and work on your jujitsu, work on your wrestling, work on your grappling, and and get these guys to where they can they have confidence in the hands and they can subdue a subject without having to go to their tools too early. Because one of the things that does is not only does it improve their confidence getting them on their mats and, and working them, right? But it also it improves the opt optics for the department, yes. right? And it shows that they're actually taking the steps to make things better. Yeah. And that's really, that was really our goal. Because we have great law enforcement up in Montgomery County. Yeah, no, Montgomery County, their law enforcement is great up there. Um, so with that said, you know, I think it's important, you know, I mean, we can all sit back and we can watch video after video of the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having experience with jujitsu and and, and uh, combatives uh, myself, and being a a, a licensed or a res registered um, federal law enforcement training center uh, uh, combatives instructor, um, I believe that every law enforcement officer needs a baseline of jujitsu uh, because it's like you said, you know, you've got four or five police officers standing around, you know, kicking a guy to get him to stop resisting or, or punching him or whatnot. Um, you know, simple arm bar uh, technique, um, whatnot, right? How to use those joints and use that body uh, to your advantage. Um, and the optics of it is going to be beneficial to the department. Um, you know, I wanna get into this real quick um, and we don't have to get too deep into it, but you know, I, I've always said in the George Floyd murder, cause it was a murder. Um, I believe it was a murder that all they would have had to do was simply just lean him up. Just lean him up, back him up against the back of the tire, and just stand over him. He's in a position of disadvantage. He's already handcuffed. Uh, you know, staying on his neck, 
and in that area for eight plus minutes was just not necessary. You know, um, you know, they've always taught us that once you have someone that is subdued, that's no longer fighting, um, you know, continue to put them in a position of disadvantage. And I felt like that that's, you know, wh whether he would have passed away or overdosed uh, due to the, the, the amount of, um, you know, narcotics that were in his system, at this point it's irrelevant. Um, but I assure you that even if he had passed away due to that overdose, uh, due to the narcotics that were in his system, we probably never would have heard about George Floyd, ever, uh, if they would have just showed a little bit of compassion and um, showed a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't even say restraint, but better tactics. And so what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, one, I, I want to make sure everybody knows I'm not a legal expert, yeah, I'm not and, and I'm and I'm and I'm not a, and I'm not an LEO, yeah. you know. Uh, but I do know that if they had the hands controlled, um, and they had you know, and if you could control the the leg somehow, then yeah, there there shouldn't be an issue. He has if he's on his stomach, he's got to have he's got to get up on his hands to get up, right. right? He's got to put his hands on the ground to get back up. I mean, that's just how gravity works, yeah. right? And so if they had, and, and that's one of the things that we teach is controlling those hands and pulling the hands to the back. You know, you don't have to sit on the neck. Yeah. You know, if you've got the hands behind the back, in order for them to get back up, they have to put their hands back down, yeah. right? And so that's, it's a very simple concept, yeah. you know? And so if they would have gone that route, instead of sitting on the neck, it would have, I mean, right, wrong, I'm not gonna, I, I, like I said, I don't wanna get into that part because I don't know I'm not a legal expert, um, but honestly, it, it, the optics looked really bad. Yeah, they, they did, and, and they didn't have to. They didn't have to, and that's one of the things that we wanna, wanna keep yeah. law enforcement from having to experience. Because look, regardless of whether right, wrong, or indifferent, if it looks bad, you're gonna get pushback. Not yeah. only, you're gonna have issues. That's gonna get your, you know, your public communications officer gonna have to get involved. You know, attorneys are going to get involved. That's going to start costing taxpayers money, right? And I think we could, if we could save taxpayers' dollars and put them into better programs than having to fight some case of yeah. police brutality or even a suspected case of it, because dollars are still going to be spent there, sure. right? I would much rather those funds, being a taxpayer, go into something, go into something uh, with more utility. Yeah, I'm happy to see that... Um Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, Montgomery County's uh, Precinct 3 is taking you guys up and understanding that, you know, there's easier, not necessarily easier, but there's better ways. There are better ways, yes. Right. <laughs> Training's not going to be any easier. No, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It, it'll be tough, but, but I promise you if they do it enough and, you know, there's enough repetition there outside of just the class that they have, they continue to come back. They're going to be more confident in their abilities, um, and then they're going to reduce the amount of risk to not only themselves personally, uh, whether it be financial or physical, but also to their department that they represent. And so happy to see that Montgomery County is really taking the lead on that.